we're looking at an increase of about 30,000 voters if we do make the move to even years. If this passes, anyone running for city council or mayor has to really step up, you know, their messaging and yeah. appeal to a much broader audience than we have typically appealed to. Far from kind of getting lost in the fray, as the opponents argue, it actually elevates local elections. Imagine the budget you'd, you'd have to ask for if you were going to add 30,000 voters to odd years, you know, through, through the traditional voter outreach. Like, oh. like <laughs> you oh. need millions of dollars. Hello, Boulder and the wider world. This is the Sharing Boulder podcast. My name is Philip Ogren, and for episode 27, I spoke with Jill Adler-Grano, who is the chair for the campaign to move city council elections to even years. The name of the campaign is People for Voter Turnout, and the measure will be listed on the ballot as 2E. Currently, members of city council are elected in odd years where voter turnout is dramatically less than in even years. By moving city council elections to even years, proponents of this electoral reform argue that there will be much better representation of constituents in the members elected. I admire Jill for her faith in democracy, that with better representation, we will have a local government that is more responsive and better able to address the concerns of all our residents of our city. We hope you enjoyed this interview with Jill Adler-Grano and that you will consider voting yes on 2E. Jill, thank you for coming on Sharing Boulder. I really appreciate you taking time this morning. Um, we're here with Mishka, your, your wonderful dog. Yeah, um, Mishka. Would you mind um, introducing yourself and giving us, maybe just start with an elevator pitch for uh, Yes on 2E, the even year elections ballot oh. measure coming up. Okay, well first, thanks for having me and thank you for doing this podcast. I think it's really cool. Um, my name is Jill Adler-Grano and um, I was a city councilwoman for a couple of years before joining Congressman Jonah Goose and I worked as his director of community affairs for three years, kind of built that outreach program. And presently, I am a grad student at CU. Nice. I'm focusing on affordable housing um, with the Boulder Affordable Housing Research Initiative. But I have the incredible honor of, of chairing the campaign to move local elections to even years. So this is 2E. Yes on 2E. Yes on 2E, that's right. <laughs> um, this is, this is a, something that city council put on the ballot, the majority of council members. So this was Mayor Brockett, Junie Joseph, Rachel Friend, Nicole Spear, Matt Benjamin, Lauren Falkertz. Um, and, you know, it's based on actually what has become a nationwide movement to move local elections to even years when turnout is higher. So Boulder actually has some of the highest turnout in the country. Um, for our odd years, but it's still down in the 40%. So it's yeah. 44%, 47%. Um, 
Whereas in even years, we have between 80 and 90% voter turnout. That's amazing. So places that have made this move have seen just you know, tremendous, most often it doubles the voter turnout. We're looking at an increase of about 30,000 voters if we do make the move to even years that would be voting in our local elections. And as we know, local leaders, I mean, they make critical decisions on housing, on climate change, on public safety, on infrastructure. And in a town of 100,000 people, 30,000 absent voters is, you know, it's a significant number. It's a lot of voters. The other thing I love about this campaign is that, you know, when places do move to even years, the electorate becomes more representative. So we know now from data, from election data, that that in the odd year voters tend to be older, wealthier, whiter homeowners. Um, and so when we move to even years, we're going to start capturing um, more community members that are actually reflective of our demographics. I've heard uh, a few commentators say that uh, those are the higher quality voters. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, that's, that's caused some... Uh, some uh, discussion in, in town. Uh, I, I don't know why I let off with that. It's not really a question. It's just sort of a snide remark. Um, uh, so I was thinking, um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, obviously, I don't think they're the higher quality voters, but you know, there, there was some, I don't know if you- if I you, do. Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, so the opposition to this, they, they kind of had a, a hard time Con congealing around a message right. because the the message that's often used so so typically this issue well not typically but but it it comes up before the state the state legislature so yeah. uh, California did it as a state it came up in Washington state um, it's it's for this year in a couple of other legislatures so like in Washington for example it was eight Democrats that introduced the measure. And I've watched the, the hearing um, for it, and it was Republicans that showed up en masse, and they used that same argument, that we, we don't want these voters, basically, that these totally. are not the informed voters. And, and I, <laughs> it's just such bad messaging. I mean, and you know, it's just, it's crazy too, because you know, we have four really important ballot measures on the ballot this year in an even year. I mean, when the voters vote on that, are, are, are people that are opposed to this going to say they don't accept the results because they're, they're not quality enough voters? I mean, yeah, we should have voted on these four things on odd years right. when, when uh, the, the real the real stakeholders, uh, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> vote, you know, yeah. Um, it's it's a yucky message. <laughs> well, so when I was uh, thinking about this interview this morning, I was uh, trying to reflect back on the first time I had heard about this issue, like uh, that uh, we were considering this electoral reform. And I think it was Matt Benjamin who had this as part of his campaign, various things on his, uh, on his campaign uh, agenda. Um, uh, and I remember thinking, oh, okay, that's, that kind of makes sense. Um, but not, it didn't really register to me as something that was a uh, like the next thing to do or like high priority but here we are it's like yeah. we're, we're voting on this next how, how did it how did it um how did it how did this come about that that we that we uh, got this on the ballot this fall you know 
I should know the answer to this better than I do because I didn't get engaged until after it was on the ballot. Okay. But Matt Benjamin was pivotal. And, you know, he is really big in, in um, you know, pushing for a more democratic electoral process. He's yeah. done a lot of work on direct democracy, on ranked choice voting. And, and um, you know, across the country, there's this assault on voters. Yeah. And this, you know, part of it, I think, is that there's more data available. So if you go to our website, you can look at um, the research that's available, but we have peer-reviewed academic studies that show that this is the most effective way to increase voter turnout um, and to make the, the electorate more representative. And, um, and so it is a movement. You know, two places in Colorado have already moved to even years, Castle Rock and Parker. Um, there's activists in Aurora right now collecting signatures to put it on their ballot. Nice. It's something we're gonna see more and more in, in cities across the country. Um, so anyway, I think that council just sort of saw that research, saw that movement and said, you know what, having 47% of our electorate, you know, elect us isn't, isn't good enough. Let's, yeah. let's do better. Yeah. Cool. Well, I want to circle back to the, um, the quality voters issue, uh, and, the and the, um, I wish I hadn't framed it that way. Sorry, <laughs> I keep misfiring. Fill up. They uh, but, framed but, yeah, the, they, they framed, they framed that's it right, that way. That's right. That's right. I, oh yeah. Uh, I kind of want to dispense with their language as quickly as possible. Um, but uh, the one of the things I was thinking about this week, um, I listened to a podcast. Um, uh, the New York Times, the Daily had a, the Daily. had a um, episode about um, Hispanic voters and whether or not. Uh, Democrats were gonna uh, like which way they were gonna go in this 2022 election cycle and uh, there was just a lot of really interesting discussion about the fact that Democrats can't take Hispanics that that population for granted as a no. given there's there's yeah. a lot of um, uh, you know they're they're a diverse population they have uh, uh, sensibilities around fiscal conservative uh, principles that the, that they sometimes feel the Republicans uh, do a, have a better track record with um, uh, and and so um, there's there's an aspect of like um, well I can imagine that that there exists a narrative that says um, okay Jill Grano you you would like to see better housing policy and how, how can you how can you get to the, the to the progressive things that you want to, to see and you know you start you start kind of unraveling this knot of how do i you know how do we as a as a city um become more progressive and, and more welcoming yeah. and inclusive and you think oh well maybe maybe it's uh changing the electoral process you know like let's have some election reform and make it more fair so that we can have the kinds of candidates we want right but you can't take it as a given that more voters means that you're issues will that's right will surface that's right yeah no that's absolutely right um and in fact so the opposition they've often called it called it a power grab and it's yeah. like well no it's just more voters it's a grab for more people <laughs> yeah. um but how those voters you know make decisions is is up to them and so you know any if this passes anyone running for city council or mayor has to really step up you know their messaging and yeah. appeal to a much broader audience than we have typically appealed to um 
and we will get to see if this passes. It'll uh, go in. It'll be implemented in 2026, mm -hmm. and we'll see in 2026. You know how, what the broader voter, you know, Boulder yeah. electorate yeah. thinks. When you think about voter engagement, one of the arguments against this has been: well, instead of doing this electoral reform. We really need to be out on the street and engaging with people for uh, voter registration and, and, and engaging with the voters and doing that hard work of, of getting people to, to vote. And uh, my, my response to that is like, um, actually when a lot of people are voting, there's going to be plenty of work to do with respect to voter engagement, you know, like the, kind of to your point that you just made is that, um, okay, now there's going to be a lot more voters here's all this work you have to do right. to, to engage with them and appeal to them and, and uh, make, make your case. So, yep. Yeah. Well, so w one study showed that in even years, there's 40 times the resources that go into the get out the vote effort. Oh. Um, you know, I served on the board of New Era Colorado for five years, and that's really the mission of New Era, who endorses our measure. Um, as does the Daily Camera and nice. Better Boulder and some other really exciting groups. But anyway, New Era, we, you know, we would sit around and ask that question every day. How do we get more people to turn out to vote? So we did creative things like Trick or Vote, where on Halloween we'd all dress up and knock on the door and instead of ask for candy, ask for people to vote. <laughs> right. And um, that, that, that's something that is done in even years. They don't do Trick or Vote in odd years. Totally. Um, you know, the, the effort to get people to turn out is so much higher in even years. And so I actually, I mean, I agree that we should be doing everything we can to, to increase voter turnout, but those systems, those mechanisms are already in place in even years. Um, and, and it's why so many more people turn out. I mean, it's part of the reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think about my own personal voting history and I know that I've, you know, when I was in grad school and I was first in Boulder, I'm sure I skipped years, especially before the mail-in ballot came around. Um, but I'm almost certain I've thrown out mail-in ballots before, like eight, ten years ago. Um, I'm not sure how long the mail-in ballot. Maybe, <laughs> maybe someone will fact-check me and be like, he he didn't vote just as recently as <laughs> six years ago. But um, uh, the no, the thing I, the thing that um, kind of occurs to me is like when when you have the even year election and you're thinking about the the, um, the 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 congress people that are that are running the candidates for congress the candidates for governor and senators it's on your to-do list like like it's on your calendar it's something like major that's coming up that you're thinking okay i'm gonna vote i'm gonna i'm gonna block off a saturday afternoon for this or um you know sit down with the with the, the, with the blue book and read through it and so there's there's very much uh, a registering of in your brain and in your in your um, mental calendar that this is something that's happening. You know? Yeah, and, that's uh, right. When when you get that ballot for off years and you're like, okay, it's for this this candidate person, and like if you're not involved in local city politics, it's it's actually really hard to like to step into that. And, and engage with it. It's just, a, it's like there's so much right. noise, so many things competing for our attention. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, this is, this is where you kind of get in back to this 
quality electorate, you know, kind of conversation, which is, well, you know, the, the, the voting system is the same in off years as it is in on cycle elections uh, in, in terms of the mail in ballot and, you know, the, all of the opportunities are there to vote. So if people don't vote, they just don't care is kind of the, yeah, the message. Yeah. But that's not true. So we people care about issues. Right. Yeah. And it's not until you've really engaged like deeply that you understand that local elected officials make critical decisions on the issues that that people care about mm -hmm. and so on you know in even year you have federal representatives state representatives county and just missing is local they're relegated to these off years yet they make the decisions that people care about yeah. like i said on housing on climate change on 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 criminal justice on public safety um on and libraries on libraries <laughs> right which which is uh, just salient because uh because we have this pro more progressive city council it's it's also on the ballot Right. Right. If, if we hadn't um, made a made a big push to have a, a progressive city council, it would have been uh, torpedoed for sure. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So um, so we're used to, you know, on on television is that see, you know, see, like we're used to knowing that our federal elected officials and our state elected officials work on these issues. But it's not you know, it's not as sort of broadcasted the importance that local elected officials have on these very issues that people care deeply about. Um, and so, you know, far from kind of getting lost in the fray, as the opponents argue, it actually elevates local elections. We've seen across the country that when people when local elections are moved to even years, they I mean, the ultimate test of whether more people are engaged is how many more people vote. But they also get more TV spots, more um, uh, you know newspaper yeah, spots. Yeah. It, it it elevates the importance of local officials. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, um, I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday who was asking the question of uh, this. This is intended to be a measure that helps. Um, engage black, indigenous, people of color, BIPOC populations. Um, and, and so the, the question that he asked was, is, um, is, this a, is this an issue that these groups care about? What kind of, what kind of feedback are you getting um, from, from the, the kinds of group we're hoping have better representation? You know the 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 college Democrats at CU are are really excited about this because mm -hmm. this turns out more young people. Yeah, totally. Um, anecdotally, we have you know um, you know renters and people of color that are that are excited about it. We have done a tremendous amount of research, so you can look at voter demographics. Um, you know, basically who identifies as white only, and yeah. then kind of spark you know take data. And so we um, aggregated the top. 10 most diverse precincts and the top 10 least diverse precincts mm -hmm. and saw that in even years their turnout is roughly the same up in the 85th you know percent in, in odd years the least diverse precincts drop to 30 percent where the uh, i mean sorry the least diverse precincts are at 60 percent and the most diverse precincts drop to 30 percent okay so essentially you have a, a 30 percentage it's double it's yeah, the, wow. the the 10 least diverse precincts show out double the amount that the 10 
most diverse precincts <laughs> do. <laughs> Sorry. I think I, I think I understood that. Yeah. That's yeah. And so that, um, you know, I, I hope that, um, you know, people of color are really excited about this because it is unquestionable that their voices will be amplified yeah. um, if this move happens. Well, the, the, the kind of simple math of adding 30,000 voters, you know, there's like, there's not a lot of ways to slice the pie up where you add 30,000 voters and you don't have more representation. I don't, I don't oh. know. It seems like it would be very difficult. The, 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 the thing I had thought about with respect to representation is something you mentioned in passing is renters, right? Like uh, the odd years tend to favor homeowners and 52% of the city, that's at least a st statistic I heard recently, is are, are renters. And um, I can't help but think that as you go, as you add these 30,000 voters to the city council elections, that they won't be rep much better represented. They will, yeah, yeah, they will be, absolutely. Data shows that too. Same kind of research that I just talked about with the precincts, you can also look at wh which precincts have the most homeowners and the most renters, and it's unquestionable. 30,000 voters in a town of 100,000, it's so, <laughs> so many people that, is, that we're missing right now. It's really amazing. Yeah. yeah. The, the stats are kind of eye-popping. Oh my gosh. Um, so one of the reasons I wanted to interview you is because um, I had heard that you were going to debate Sam Weaver <laughs> on KGNU. And so I tuned in to, to listen to that. And uh, that was just, for me, it was just full of, uh, you did such a nice, such a, a great job sort of, you know, um, ma making your points. I don't mean to say you were smacking them around, but <laughs> you know, like, like you, you did a really, did, did really well on that. Um, I, but I, I kind of just wanted to circle back on that interview because, um, or that debate, because there was a there was some circular reasoning there that just killed me um one one was that you know he was saying that well uh we should you know we should have more process and we should be uh you know will, will this have the effects that it that we hope it will you know let's study it some more um and, and also just that you know it's not a good idea uh it'll be the, the vote the voting will be nationalized and then in the next breath he's like but if we're going to do this, we should probably keep the, you know, make sure that we, we bring along these other um, voting issues like uh, BVSD school boards uh, along so that we, we do it all together. So it was, it was kind of like, okay, so it would be a good thing in one scenario, but otherwise it's like, a, you know, just as long as we don't do it, <laughs> you know, like. Totally. It's funny. I, I just met um, two days ago with a former BVSD um, board member who presently is on the opposition's kind of, um, you know, endorsing the no on 2E. Okay. But she, we met and she was so clear. She said, I, I want this move to happen. <laughs> like, I see the benefit. This would be tremendous for school boards if we could yeah. move to even years. Yeah. It was, the opposition comes strictly from the fact that we're not moving together. Yeah. And so, you know, we talked a lot about like, how do you message that? Because on the one, you know, if, if, if you're out there saying, even years are a horrible idea and all of the talking points of the opposition, it's gonna get lost on the ballot and there's gonna be drop off and all of these, you know, it's gonna politicize uh, yeah. local elections. 
And then in the next breath, you're saying, but we all want to move there too. <laughs> don't, don't, don't leave us stranded. <laughs> it becomes you know. really tricky. Yeah, so it was kind of sure. like, okay, well, how, how do you just get the narrow messaging of, I wish we would have moved together out because this is a really good move. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, the interview, that, the KGNU interview was really hard for me um, because we, there is data that exists. There, there is so much actually. And, you know, Sam kept arguing that it won't make our electorate more representative. And that's just not true. It, it, it just doesn't even resemble truth. And um, argued that there's that the clerk doesn't have any way that we can sh like look at the, the different types of people that, that vote. We do have that. Um, yeah. um, argued that there's better ways to engage more people like these kind of get out the vote measures. And yes, those are great, but there is no better way to increase the electorate than to move to even years. And that is that is just shown over and yeah, over I mean, and imagine over. Imagine the budget you'd you'd have to ask for if you were going to add thirty thousand voters to odd years. You know, through through the traditional voter outreach, like oh. like <laughs> you oh. need millions of dollars. Oh my gosh! You know? Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, and you know, I have um, I have a friend who's fundraising right now for um, a state candidate and their concern was well is it going to take is this going to take away kind of funding people only have limited resources but so from some of our other candidates from state level and stuff but we have to remember boulder boulder's um, campaign finance laws will stay in place when we make this move so council members can only raise a a maximum of a hundred dollars from each individual okay. and then they they cap if they're taking matching funds which the vast majority do they cap at ten thousand dollars so these are yeah. not really expensive races yeah. that are going to detract from phil weiser or jonah goose or state candidates yeah. or, or the people who are donating their twenty five hundred dollars to these candidates exactly you know, right? yeah interesting well, uh, I, I know you have a meeting coming up and I want to uh, respect your time. Um, it, this is a super interesting um, issue that's really lit up my brain. Um, I, I, I just admit that, you know, I think if you had asked me about this five, eight years ago, I would have been like, yeah, I don't, this doesn't, this doesn't interest me. Um, I kind of see the point of view of people who really care uh, to sit down with their ballots and, and spend time with them. Um, and I just, I just really appreciate the people who, like people like you, people like Matt Benjamin, who are putting these electoral reforms into the into the public conversation, getting these things on the ballot. I'm really excited to vote yes Aww. for this. And uh, so, thank you for all your hard work. Oh. Uh, do you have any parting shots? Uh, thank you for doing this. And vote yes on 2E and reach out if you have questions. I encourage everybody to just read about it. I mean, yeah. just go, like, you don't even have to go to our website, Google it, start reading. Because once you start looking at the literature and at what has happened in the many other cities that have made this move, it's remarkable. That's very cool. So, yeah. Peopleforvoterturnout.com. Yep. I recommend clicking on the, at the top. There's a research yeah. tab that has lots of really good studies and, and um, data. Right. So that's a, it's a great resource. Okay. Thank Aww, you, Jill. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. This episode of Sharing Boulder was produced and edited by Philip Ogren. The music was sampled from Fake French by La Tigre and is available under the Creative Commons Sampling Plus License version 1.0. Please visit us at sharingboulder.us for show notes and previous episodes. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please support us by sharing this episode with your friends and neighbors. Keep sharing, Boulder.